You're listening to It's In Our Nature, the podcast that celebrates the connections between people and nature, with host Adam McLean, the Nature Conservancy's Missouri State Director. For more information, visit nature.org forward slash Missouri. Hi, everyone. I'm Adam McLean, Missouri State Director for the Nature Conservancy. I'm excited to have you join us for a special episode today. Our goal with this podcast is always to share inspiring stories of what can happen when people and nature work together. And a big part of that equation, obviously, is people. We have some tremendous staff who care so very much about this important work, but we also have a board of trustees who are located around the state and who volunteer their time, their talents, resources, and most importantly, patience as we navigate the complexities that come with our work. Today, you get to meet one of those trustees. But first, I have one request. If you like this podcast, if you get anything out of it, please share it with others. We hope the stories we share inspire a deeper connection with the nature and people around you. Without further ado, Joel Pugh, welcome to our podcast. Really excited to have you here. And Joel was handpicked largely because I just like hanging out with him and spending time. So I was like, why not do a podcast? Um, Joel just joined our board last year in the middle of a pandemic. So that was probably pretty awesome. Um, Back to that patience mindset that we talked earlier. We've only been in the same room, I think like three times, but you've already made a big impact on our chapter. Joel has a really interesting story about how he came to the Nature Conservancy. And spoiler alert, listeners, it wasn't originally through our chapter in Missouri. We'll get to that soon. But first, Joel, welcome. And Tell us about growing up. You, you grew up in a rural town in Pennsylvania, right? Yeah, yes, I did. Uh, so I grew up in Altoona, Pennsylvania. Um, and it, it, is, it, is, uh, it is in the middle of Pennsylvania. Altoona. So it is. Spell Altoona. <laughs> yeah, it's A-L-T-O-O-N-A. Okay. Um, the, the, the big namesakes are the hor- Horseshoe Curve. I think if I didn't mention that, anybody listening from Altoona would be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was your moment to shine, Joel. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, and th- it's also the home place of Sheets, which is like the quick trip uh, oh, Pennsylvania. Okay. <laughs> but I thought it was where sheets were invented. <laughs> I was like, good for them. Yeah, what did right. we do beforehand? <laughs> um, no, it's a, it's, a, it's a very fancy gas station, okay. restaurant. Oh, so it's a step up from Quick Trip. <laughs> it, it is. There is inside seating. There's super sheets. Okay. But yes, it, it, it is very raw, though. My in-laws are actually dairy farmers. Um so that's awesome. We go home and sorry about that. If there's animals. any quick trip owners, I said a step up from quick trip. We do still <laughs> yes. have sponsorships available for this podcast. So my apologies. I, was, um, I love quick trip. I do too. Yeah. Thank it's you. because of sheets. Okay, good, <laughs> good, good, good. Well, what, so you grew up there. What were you like? What was Joel Pugh like as a kid? Yeah. So as a, as a kid, I, I was, I had a lot of energy as a kid. I can see that. <laughs> I was I was raised by my grandparents and um and I'm very thankful for that because I think they provided a lot of resources for me to to handle that, but um I loved being outside. I loved hanging out with people. Um so yeah, that was That's awesome. And did you help around the farm? Or oh was, yeah. What was so like childhood <laughs> like for somebody growing yeah, up in know, Altoona? Uh, so that that is a, that's a great question I think for many people, <laughs> but um, I actually didn't grow up on a farm. Um, I grew up in what the people at the farm would call the big city, okay. which was Altoona was the big city. Uh, it's about a forty thousand population. Okay, that's town, pretty sizable so. actually. Yeah, 
It's like a neighborhood here <laughs> in St. Louis. Um, so I think uh, Chesterfield might have more people than that. Right. But, um, but yeah, so, I mean, growing up there, uh, I feel like experiences vary. But um, for me, I... Uh, <laughs> I I didn't I didn't have a whole whole big uh idea of what the world was around me. So yeah. that was that was one of the things that when I when I moved away that I was like, "Oh, wow, you know like this is real cool." And I actually grew more appreciation for some of the things back home. Mm. So I mean like uh I actually my grandparents my grandparents they did a lot of things. Uh they didn't have just like one set job. They sold like Tupperware, we did like anything to like kind of make the ends meet. Yeah. Um but uh, I really, I really got an appreciation for that, like, cause um, they didn't, like, they weren't big on, like, oh, you like sit down and watch TV all the time right. and stuff. We were like right. <laughs> out doing stuff, picking yeah. weeds. Or You're welcome to come back for dinner at six o'clock. <laughs> we don't want to see you until then. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. There, there was a. Uh, speaking of that, there was a, a school that was like kind of near my house that I would always go play basketball in. That I don't think is there anymore, but mm. yeah. So That's that was, cool. I had a, I had a, uh, we, I grew up on two acres I think and my job as the youngest of four was always picking up sticks before the yes, lawnmower exactly <laughs> it was the most torturous job like it was mind-numbing yeah oh yeah when I worked uh so I worked on a couple different farms uh after high school and um what the one the first farm in the main farm that I worked on that was one of the tasks was not to pick up sticks was pick up rocks oh, out of fields yeah, the tractors so hit them yeah exactly <laughs> that might be worse and yeah. you're like how did these rocks keep forming i mean like, you think you would have <laughs> after like right. maybe the first couple of years you think you'd have them all and, yeah. but like no they just they, they just kept coming yeah. uh, i just remember you just be walking in the field somebody be driving the little bobcat <laughs> yeah, thing and just chucking just, it in there oh jeez it's just uh yeah, there's there's a lot of very interesting <laughs> memories about working on a farm. But look at you now, though, Joel. Look at you now. <laughs> Gave you well, all this hard work ethic. Ex- and ex- doing ex- good things ex- with it. Exactly, exactly. That's it. Um, and I was gonna say, look at me now. There's nothing wrong with farming. Farming is very, <laughs> yep. it's very awesome. Indeed. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of interesting stories um about working on a farm. So very cool. <laughs> and then, so after, do you, you do AmeriCorps? Yeah. Then? So, kind of how things worked for me was uh, after high school. I um, uh, I didn't go straight into college after high school. So what I actually did was kind of a bunch of just odd jobs. life, <laughs> not even odd jobs, oh. just kind of <laughs> just kind Whatever of was around. Yeah, I was years. a bit of a <laughs> bit of a vagabond. Um, uh, but uh, to put it lightly, but I actually one cool thing I did after high school was I myself and a couple of friends we actually backpacked out to uh, to uh, California from Pennsylvania. And Whoa. so, yeah, yeah, it was. Actually, it was actually there was a lot of the, hitchhiking. One of the cooler too, right? things from that time period of my life. But so, yeah, we basically we said, oh, okay, we have these friends here, kind of scattered throughout all the way from here to uh, San Francisco. And so then we just, where it was just a matter of connecting the dots, whether it be taking the train, whether it be um, like we did a little bit of walking, but not not too terribly much. Uh, we we all worked at this like camp together. That's another big thing um in central pennsylvania mm-hmm. <laughs> throughout pennsylvania i guess probably mo- plenty of rural like youth areas camp. Yeah, yeah exactly it's just uh so we all worked at this youth camp together and um we decided to save up all of our savings this was to give you a bit of understanding of where i was at in my life um they said okay guys uh how much do you think we need to save for this trip and then i said I don't know. I, I'm not used to saving money because it's <laughs> not what I think right. about. And they said, let's save up $800. <laughs> and I was like, 
sounds good to me. So at the end of the camp, I was like, ah, I saved $800. And they're like, oh, we saved like 1600 2000 oh. or so. And I was like, <laughs> what about oh, our plan? Should, should, should I have saved more? And then, uh, no, so consequentially, I actually ran out of money in San Francisco. And I called my grandparents and I was, uh, my grand again, uh, back to them being very patient and guiding with me. Uh, they were, they, they blew me Wired back home. Money. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> 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 but then, uh, after that, um, but it was, that was really cool. I think that was really foundational for me because it kind of showed me that things are different and outside of just Altoona. And yep. I mean, cause a lot of times with those small towns, you, you get a lot of the same thing. And so, and that's not always a bad thing, but right. for some people, I think it's helpful to see there's. Yeah. There's more out there, and you're not as alone, and there you don't have to, you don't have to necessarily fit into some type of puzzle piece. Right. Um, so, but it was it was really cool because you, you see that even just the landscape changes, right? You yep. go from these rolling tree-covered Appalachian mountains and valleys to like it's just flat as far as you can see yep. to like those the in Colorado we hi we're hiking in the Flatirons and it was just like. Straight just, up. Yeah, it's just flat, and then it shoots, juts up, and it's like something out of a storybook almost. And then, uh, and then, and then you head out to San Francisco, and you just see. And then you're like, oh, this is a hill. Yeah. <laughs> this is this yeah. is what it means to to really <laughs> have a hill. And then you get to see the the water and just the cool things around that and stuff. But um, yeah, and so then after after the kind of that, I came home. My grandparents were like so like you need to get a job now <laughs> and uh and i was like yeah you know what you're right so uh, i chose still not to go to school and so i chose to um i was like yeah, i'll start working on a farm you know there's plenty of those around and i'll work with my hands and whatnot and uh after about a year or so of doing that i was like well i I mean, I have a lot of respect for farmers, but I don't think I want to do this, this anymore. All my life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and you know, that's a, a lot of, I have a lot of respect for farmers because they, they just, they keep going. Mm -hmm. They, and that's kind of their mentality. Even with anything that comes at them, they just were like, we got to solve this and we got to keep going. Yeah. And, um, and so I was like, you know what, let me, let me see what else I can do. And I actually applied to AmeriCorps because I had a friend who told me about it and I wanted to have that service kind of mentality. And so, uh, I also wanted to live in Pittsburgh, and so I had applied to a program in Pittsburgh, and I I absolutely loved it. Um, I, I loved it so much, so I I told everyone about it. I actually convinced Morgan to do it, my wife to do it uh, during uh, one of her summers. So she did a summer thing of it, and then uh, I also convinced my sister to do it as her first job. And then Morgan did it when she graduated as her first wow. job. Like she worked on staff as her first job. Why did you like it so much? <laughs> uh, well, because uh, I liked it for several reasons. One, it it was really helpful for me to kind of get myself grounded and say, like, okay, like, I want to start building a career. I want to start thinking of, like, long-term instead of short-term. Mm -hmm. And I want I wanted to, like, st start growing in certain areas that have not been areas I had focused in before. But then I also really liked it because uh, y you learn about not just differences in places but in people mm -hmm. and how to be welcoming for those differences and mm -hmm. how you can really be impactful by welcoming those and what they did was they also placed you in several different schools throughout the area and you just provided like after school care or you yep. just provided homework help and teacher assistant type stuff um but it was also really impactful to see kind of how different uh socioeconomic levels and how what goes into that mm -hmm. and um and just 
just help and just being there for some for for a kid right yeah. <laughs> who who might yeah, not have too much else yeah, yeah right exactly and uh you you see a lot of like families um and you're so so often told about narratives of like certain families and just seeing the, like how hard most of us just work just to be able to take care of our kids and like how every little after school program and thing like that can be really helpful and impactful so yeah wow that's really neat yeah so it was that's what you should do this miracle yeah. program. <laughs> <laughs> Sabbatical from the Nature Conservancy. Exactly. I, yeah. exactly. But uh, it was it was a really cool program, and I really liked it. Um, so well, you like when I think of you, I think of like continuous learner. Looking it up in the dictionary, and <laughs> seeing like this picture of Joel, because then you're like, oh, I like birding too. I want to learn about birding. That so is you're so eclectic, and it's like whatever exactly. you uh, you're you're always learning, which I think is really neat and something that. Um, one is ma- makes you a great person and two i think is a great role model for us at the nature conservancy having on the board yeah to just constantly be learning and trying to reinvent ourselves to be as effective as we can so yeah fun- a funny story about that so uh that is absolutely who i am i i spend inordinate amount of time on wikipedia <laughs> 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 but um but the, the other night i was uh we were sleeping and i woke up probably like five o'clock in the morning and i had in my head gone back in time and i was like okay i'm back in time but i have the knowledge of all the future and stuff from my time frame and i was like i need what is the first priority i need i was like i need to make soap and i woke up at like five o'clock in the morning i was like morgan i i she's like what are you doing and i was like i gotta look up to how to make soap and so i was like wikipedia there's like four different main methods to make soap <laughs> so, so th- Morgan. Fortunately, ha- you're not Morgan married to do? me. I know. Exactly. What does that look like? Oh my gosh! I'm gonna. We might have to do a podcast with Morgan <laughs> yeah, as well real, as a follow yeah. up to this. Yeah. Um, and, and, the, and the crazy part is that somebody entrusted me with a child. Right. Uh, so Morgan said, "Like, yeah, this guy seems yeah. like he'd be a good dad." So. <laughs> That's right. Well, <laughs> it'll be a clean child. You know how to make soap. So. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, so. After AmeriCorps and you have that learning experience and um, that starts to give guidance to your life, then you that you moved to St. Louis and went to WashU? Is that yeah. how you came here the first time? So while I was in my second term of AmeriCorps, I, um, I was, I, one of the things, the areas that I wanted to kind of work on in my life was I was like, I want to go back to school. So I had worked really hard in high school, but then when I got to my senior year, I kind of fell apart. Um, and so that was kind of some of my hesitation. Um I had in high school, I had that mentality of uh, uh, I did not. No one had told me the the old uh, expression of like hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard yeah. type thing. I'd, I hadn't known that, but I was like, OK, you know, let me actually put in some hard work. And uh, and so I wanted to go just back to school and I started going back to school. And Morgan had done an internship out here. And uh, and she had told me about WashU, and I was like, oh, that seems like a really cool school. And um, so I applied, and then I got study? in. I studied political science and public policy, um, but I was a non-traditional student, so I worked all throughout the day, or full-time during the day, and then went to classes full-time in the evening. Um, but, yeah, I studied political science and public policy. I didn't get to double major, like, or triple major, like right. a lot of my, yeah. <laughs> a lot of my peers did, but, uh, it was, it was really helpful because it really, it definitely put me to the test and, um, cause you can learn things and you can like, you can learn things yeah. <laughs> and, and it definitely challenged you to, to learn things. Um, so that was kind of what my first introduction into Missouri. <laughs> and how, how 
proud were your grandparents at that point in time? They had to be pretty ecstatic, <laughs> I would guess. Yeah, that's a, that's that is a funny thing, um, and I hope not too many people from Washington <laughs> to this. But uh, so one, my grandparents actually had passed away by then. So wow. sorry to hear yeah, that. Yeah, it, it, it is. Um, it is what it is. Um, but um, when I went home to talk to like family about, I'm like, oh, I'm going to Wash U and stuff. Yeah. Um, what I found is that with Wash U, a lot of people from the area and a lot of people that are that have like relatively uh, decent education backgrounds know what Wash U is. But back home, Nobody you go did. on the farm. They, they didn't know <laughs> they it was the Harvard of the Midwest. Exactly. Huh? <laughs> and they didn't. They didn't. They weren't particularly. They they definitely gave Morgan a hard time. Like, so why are you moving to mm. Missouri again? But um, you know who did appreciate it? Morgan's grandparents. Uh, mm. They actually they would make probably at least four trips out to St. Louis, uh, specifically to go to Branson a year. <laughs> <And so they, laughs> I love it. They, uh, Morgan used to have a story she used to tell you, about, like my grand, like, because of my grandfather, I know, uh, Mo Bandy, I think his name is, uh, right. on a first name basis. And I was like, well, that's impressive. pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, top yeah, of the right. resume right there. <laughs> exactly. And, um, I'm sure Mo Bandy is great, but I didn't know who Mo Bandy was at the time. So I'd always give her a hard time about it. Um, but uh yeah so they 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 were they were impressed they were like oh good job you know, type of thing but that's awesome all right and so then from washu then you yeah. moved to massachusetts for yeah my, my again um thankful for morgan being in my life and <laughs> being as patient as she has been so after we moved uh, across the country to st louis then i was looking at grad schools and i, I knew that um based off of the what little research I did that having just a poly, uh, a political science degree wasn't going to get me a whole lot of job offers mm -hmm. so I wanted to go to grad school and I wanted to kind of my mentality was around maybe starting my own AmeriCorps program mm. and so I was looking at MBAs and I applied to one MBA program at the Heller School and they they offered me a wonderful scholarship and uh and the opportunity to go there and it i honestly was one of the greatest choices <laughs> i think i've really? ever made in my Why? life uh well because um one of the things that i loved about it was that um one they uh, probably at least half of the people were uh either peace corps or americorps mm. alumni and mm. so they all had this like heart of service right um, another thing I really liked about it was um, when I was a kid, I guess I didn't, I didn't talk about this, uh, kind of what my background, what kind of brought me into um, um, uh, the environment and conservation. But um, when I was a kid, I had a friend whose family I kind of was like, I adored because they were like, I, I went over to their house once and they're like, they're like, we we turn off, we have this like power strip that turns off automatically and mm -hmm. conserves power. And we like have this, like things I hadn't even been introduced to yet. And I was just like, wait a minute, yeah. people can live like this? Like you could, because you know, when you're a kid, you're always told like, oh, you should like take care of the environment. But then like when it comes to actually seeing it lived out, it right. doesn't always uh, align up to what is told. And so uh, for me, that I was kind of jutted. And then once I saw that, I was like, oh, my gosh, like this is possible. And it's here in Altoona, too. Mm. Um, I kind of wanted to model my life after that. And so um, but one of the the the, the one son the, uh, of this family that I had was going to school with, 
he introduced me to a lot of like political rights advocates and stuff like that and um abby hoffman (laughs) which i i say lightly as in like that was a time frame of my life i was very interested in him um but he had gone to brandeis and so i was like oh Mm. you know that was another interesting thing i was like you know a bit of homage to my younger self of (laughs) going there and uh, they also had um anita hill works on staff there Mm. and um and uh angela davis is also alumni of there and so I was like, you know, this seems like a really cool school and that their whole focus is social justice. And yeah. so like I I was really appealed. I, it really appealed to me this idea of studying business, but also having that social justice piece. I was just going to say that. Piece. Yeah, that's an inter- interesting so, intersection to <laughs> weave together. Exactly. Yeah. And so like a lot of my classmates in my cohort there, most of them were dual degrees and they would be studying public policy and they'd be studying uh, business or they'd be studying sustainable international development and they'd just be studying um business and so it was really cool to to be able to kind of be in that atmosphere and be with people that just kind of they are, I mean they're all super high performers just like Washu but like all had a, a in addition to being high performers they all had like a heart of service and mm-hmm. and it was just really cool atmosphere to be in I made some really good friends and then they also provided me a lot of opportunities that I had not had uh prior um so like for example they had uh the startup challenges and stuff that which is what i focused in i focused in social entrepreneurship so they had like a lot of startup challenges that you could uh, that i could participate in and i could help organize and such um and then they also had a board fellows program which mm-hmm. brought How me to TNC. tnc yeah so they had listed a bunch of different organizations and, uh, and I was like, I immediately scanned. I was like, environmental, environmental, environmental. Where is it? And I saw it, Nature Conservancy. I was like, oh, this sounds awesome. And <laughs> and so then I uh, I applied, and then they interviewed me, and they sat me down, and um, they kind of talked to me what they 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 wanted to try it out. Uh, somebody at the at um, at the chapter had said, hey, let's let's do this. Let's work, reach out to the like a fellows program on the board. Is yeah, what they were trying out. Yeah. Exactly. And so. Um, and so they picked me, and I was their first <laughs> board fellow. Very cool. Which was, yeah, kind of how I got introduced to TNC then. Yeah, and that's where I met you, um, was in yeah. D.C., I think, at um, our trustee summit and where we do Advocacy Day on the Hill, and we met each other somehow, and then um, the rest is history. Yeah. But let's go through some of that history. So <laughs> um, when you moved to, you know, you, well, one, why did you move back to Missouri? Yeah. And then um, how, like what, why the Nature Conservancy again? What had you reach out in the way that you did? Definitely. So uh, I, we had, so we have a almost two-year-old and we were like, okay, uh, like I graduated. Uh, we were very fortunate that I graduated. Uh, Evelyn, Evelyn was born in October and I graduated in December. So Morgan's maternity leave ended just as I graduated. Mm-hmm. So I was able to stay home with her. Um, and we had planned on going back to Pennsylvania, being close to family. And that was kind of our goal <laughs> years ago when we right. first left Saint, left for St. Louis. Um, but uh, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll take my time. I'll enjoy my time with Evelyn. And uh, I'll apply to jobs. And then once her school year ends, because she teaches, once her school year ends, then like I'll really start like getting close to the ending. I'll start buckling down and really start job searching. But then March happened, yeah. <laughs> and and then I was like, oh, I guess I need <laughs> to start applying to jobs like now. Yep. And um and uh, it it just was not working out. Um, I wanted to, to get try into to get to Pennsylvania exactly, yeah. and I wanted to get into the field of community development, but 
I didn't have, a, a, besides my education, I didn't have a whole lot of experience working in that space. So um, it just wasn't going, it wasn't working out at all. It's just, I mean, either they were, either it, it was like, sorry, you're not the best fit, or it was like, sorry, we're on a hiring freeze mm. because of COVID. Yep. And so then we didn't want to move somewhere new. So we, we thought about it and, and prayed about it. And we decided that we would try applying to St. Louis and Morgan had a job offer almost immediately. Wow. And, uh, and then I shortly thereafter also, I, I yeah. it wasn't necessarily a job I wanted, but it was still a decent job. And yeah. so that, that's kind of what brought us back to St. Louis. But when it, as for why TNC, so, uh, yeah. Cause you, I mean, you're a talented dude that <laughs> well, and time is, um, <laughs> time is, I know a premium. So what, what, yeah. why the nature conservancy you probably have lots of choices on boards to sit on. Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted, I had decided a, a while back, um, that I wasn't going to work in the environment, in the environmental mm. space because I just not having not worked in it. I, could very quickly get burned out yeah. <laughs> just because there's there's a lot of work to, to be done and um so i was like you know what that i i think what would be easiest for me to do it on a volunteer basis and um so that way i can if i need to step back to recharge i can do that but also like can um be involved and um more than just doing my own stuff in my own life yep um and so so that so what kind of drew me to TNC was uh, several different things. Actually, I wrote this down. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no. So the first, the first thing, the first reason why I chose TNC was because I had the past experience with it, right? Because they had g- taken a chance on me. I was just like that. That gained all kinds of stars in my book. Um, but also, uh, I was able to really connect with the people that I served with uh, in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. and I was just like this. I really appreciated, um, and this is one thing I appreciate about TNC as a whole, is that uh, there, it, it can be tough in the environmental space to um, to kind of uh, step away from like political ideology mm-hmm. when it comes to environment. Yeah. Yep. And so one of the things I really liked about TNC is that it's like, hey, we're here for the environment. It doesn't matter what like your background is. We we want to form partnerships. We want right. to find solutions to these problems. And and so like that's that's something that really appealed to me, especially because of kind of my own experience of like when I when I li- when I'm in the city and where I live and work and such it's a little bit different uh, ideolo- ideologically than it is when I go home. Mm-hmm. And so I, it's always really important for me to find that kind of balance because I don't want to alienate those who I love right. at home. And I also don't want to yep. alienate those I love. And you respect when them I come both. To, right, so you exactly. know that there's common ground there. Exactly. They're not, one side's not evil compared to the other. <laughs> exactly. Yep. That's exactly right. And so, and so I always really appreciated that about TNC. And so that was kind of one of the things that also drew me to TNC. And then, um, Particularly for Missouri, I always uh, knowing that that my uh, I had this this uh, thing from the House of Representatives that was given to it was given to um, Morgan's grandparent grandfather and grandparents I guess I should say um, for they came out so one of the things in addition to their own trips yep. out to Branson Missouri yeah. they also uh, there's a lot of Mennonites back home and yeah. they will drive Mennonites to, to different places, places on their route uh, yeah yes. to, to places along their route and hmm. so um, so they'll do these long trips and back in 93 when the big flood happened 
they just they started making all kinds of trips mm. out here with Mennonites, with family members, and uh, bringing them to work out in the flood and such. And so um, one of the things I kind of really appreciated about St. Louis, uh, about the Nature Conservancy in Missouri was that the levee setback yeah. projects. I was like, oh, you know, like that's really crazy. Working they're on working the on, yeah. they're working on part of the thing that uh, that was down the line from what your grandparents had worked on. Hmm. Um, and then also the the city's program is also really strong with say with uh, Missouri and and so like that part also was like really attracting for me. And so I was like, you know, like I wanna I wanna go into this and see see if I can serve as well for um, TNC Missouri. You guys said yeah. So yeah, well, yeah. we're glad we're <laughs> glad you reached out, and um, we're thrilled to have you on the board. And I, I'm going to ask this question carefully, which is, what's been your favorite part of um, your time with oh. TNC in Missouri? Yeah, because I don't want to pit you against <laughs> one chapter and the other chapter of yeah. the Nature Conservancy. So. <laughs> uh, so I think and I'd be really mad if you're your best time at TNC <laughs> was not in Missouri. So I'm just saving myself. Okay. Well, anguish. So, so for my best time for TNC, Missouri, uh, I think, I think it's still yet to come. I, I mean, I no, I Love definitely it. have had yeah. a best time so far, but I'm really excited for when things kind of start to open back up and I can get out to some of the preserves. Yep. Um, that's like, I'm very excited. For that. Um, but we are too, because Christy's going to have you writing stories about every preserve. Yeah, you visit, so. <laughs> listen, I'm I'm game for it. <laughs> um, but uh, I think, <laughs> I oh man, best time thus far. It's been tough because we've I been like on it Zoom. To it, that it's to come. Yeah, I, I really like. Uh, that I'm very excited idea. to see those prairie chickens. You know, yep. it, it was it was something wild actually too. Before we had moved here, I. <laughs> so what ends up happening with me in Wikipedia is <laughs> I, I go there for one. Mm -hmm. subject i go there so like oh you know i want to i just want to know a little bit about this person yep. and then i'll see uh, i'll be reading and then i'll see something and i'm like oh Ooh, well, what's what is that? that and so then i'm like oh i gotta understand that if i'm gonna understand this person right so then i click into it and then like three or four clicks deep i'm like i forgot what i even came there <laughs> for but the prairie the greater prairie chicken was one of those things I had landed on. And I was so blown away by the fact that they popped their things up to yeah. look like ears and they puffed their chest out. Yeah. Um, because they're, I, I think what brought me to them was that they have a, um, a very close relative that has gone extinct. And so um, seeing that there was work being done, I actually remember setting, when I found out that you guys have a live feed of yep. the prairie chicken, right. I set it up. We were living with some people at the time um, from church, uh, but right before we had moved from Boston. And I remember getting them all together and I set it up for them to in watch. The yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh. We, I set it up. Oh, no. Nothing no happened. Well, you <laughs> <laughs> like popped popcorn like everybody just wait it's gonna be amazing exactly. they do this I, dance I, I made like a whole big thing about it. i was like listen the prairie chickens they, oh. these things i like showed them pictures i showed them like the distant cousin stuff and we set up the video nothing happened and that's they, where the highlight they, reel they, comes in though. you can <laughs> click on the highlight button for that reason i, I think that's what i ended up doing but yeah. they were I definitely i don't remember them being like oh get out of here with all this yeah. um but <laughs> But uh, they also are very patient people, so who, who knows? They probably were just like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're staring at a field. <laughs> right. But literally, that's what happens. So. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but so I'm very excited. Uh, to go back to your question of what the best time thus far, I think um, being able to kind of start to meet people um, and, and like, uh, you know, I actually really enjoyed uh, – there's actually a couple things now I'm thinking about. I'm like, oh, you know, that's really cool. Um the uh being able to talk with becca and meet with um 
Yanni with We Power because yep. that's I, I I have um a lot of respect for what We Power is trying to do and doing. Um, and so being able to meet with them and talk with them and kind of see how this partnership is starting to form and, and being even part of it in a little bit is, is super cool. And then, um, I also really enjoyed, um, working, being able to meet, and even though I didn't, I didn't do too much speaking with the, with the conservation day and meeting with, um, the state house representatives and, um, senators and whatnot. So that was really cool as well. So there you already answered been, a little yeah, bit of this question, some, but what some your, things. what your, how about hopes? So you said what, you know, best things to come, um, what, and you mentioned preserves. Is that what, I mean, when you, two years from now, if you go, oh boy, this was like the best decision to be on the board and yeah. this was a great moment or this was a great collection of stuff, what would that look like? Yeah. So I think one of the things I'm very excited about outside of being able to go out and just like see the work being done, um, is, uh, the conservation centers. I, mm. <laughs> I, I feel like I don't, I, I don't know what the time frame is exactly for yep. those, but I'm really hoping, and even if it's after I'm done serving, I'm still very excited to kind of see those grow and being able to like, just the idea of having a space for scientists to come for, uh, for just people researching or just for people wanting to see and spend time or being able to take partners there and seeing yep. like how work can be done and being able to spend time there and not just being like, Oh, I go there and I gotta go home and not like, cause it, I think there's something different than seeing, seeing like, um, there's, there's something different between seeing trip. a picture mm-hmm. and a field trip. And there's something different from a field trip to spending some time there. I agree. And so uh, I'm very excited for that, and I and I hope to be a part of that and see how that kind of develops. And I'm also I'm just excited to kind of see how the city's program develops. And then I'm also just excited just what other big projects. I mean, yep. I know the big levy setback was a big one that happened. Um, I know right now I think there is a map that you guys are working on, um, and and so for a GIS map. And I'm excited to kind of see how that how that unfolds and and what. Um, what all can be used for that and so that's really cool uh, yeah, there's a couple and the the conservation centers that joel was referring to is um, centers for conservation innovation oh, that yeah, we're sorry. starting to look at deploying across the state um and i think it largely stems from the experience that i mean you did it wasn't because of this but it's a parallel thing that you felt when you were at heller that you had multiple people in community exactly. that mm-hmm. come forward with ideas and trying to do research yeah. together and to advance something and everybody's coming with a service mentality. I think that's the um, that's the hope for these places. So our first one is going to be at Little Creek Farm, which is up by Dunn Ranch, and we already have that infrastructure built, but then COVID. So yeah. we couldn't um, we yes. couldn't really deploy it and start to do fellowships and fund various research and um, with universities and things but we're getting to that spot and do have some funding in the door that's going to allow us to do that and then uh, we have a couple other spots picked out throughout the state that'll be completely different ecosystems to engage in and um, I'm excited about them too so I'm glad you are as well yeah uh, and I hope it's not they're not after you're done you got got eight years if we don't get these things on the ground in eight years Joel (laughs) we messed up I uh, didn't want to put that pressure yeah, on you. I appreciate but. it. You're allowed, to, you're allowed to put pressure on me, Joel, because you are quite famous. So you have these extra stars behind you uh, within the chapter so, because you were 
officially the 400th Missouri member of TNC's Legacy Club, and at the same time, your Legacy Club commitment helped our chapter receive Legacy Champion status. So that's two big things yeah. that I'm going to talk about for the listeners. First, thanks and congrats. <laughs> like you timed that beautifully. <laughs> Roll right in, 400th, and get exactly. us to champion status. You, you, have, you have a good t- sense of timing. I waited. I waited. Well done. Well done. <laughs> um, so Legacy Club is um, it's our planned giving mechanism. So um, TNC has done this for a really long while, and um, it's a really important part of how our work remains lasting. And in essence, um, people have conversations with us, um, get language, leave it in their will or various other vehicles for things that they want to accomplish after they're gone and that what they want their legacy to be. So that's why we call it our legacy club. Um, I think we have um, 29,000 legacy club members throughout the Nature Conservancy in general, but you became our 400th in Missouri. And um, each one of those, I can just say um, from personal experience over the last six years, they're transformative, like no matter what level those things come in at, I think one is because of the idea behind them. And you, that you talk about burnout and environment and yeah. why you chose not to and why to volunteer. That's a risk always because you're swimming upstream against stuff um, pretty consistently. And so to have a gift come in from somebody that they entrusted a part of their legacy of their life and how much money they made and what they poured their time and energy into and they want you to have a portion of that for a specific purpose. Whew, like beyond the funding that's really helpful at critical times that drives amazing work, just the spirit behind that. I can see it in staff and trustees um, go, wow, it's like an up, it's a boost of energy. And it also doesn't have to wait until they're gone in order to have that happen because when somebody does sign up like you did um again it's a yay like somebody else on this team with us moving forward and wanting to see long-lasting stuff so thank you very much for doing that i appreciate it absolutely absolutely i did it specifically just for you adam oh good (laughs) i'm gonna put that on my (laughs) annual review it's good all right well okay i have two closing questions um maybe more i don't know we'll see um one is you, you recently went down with a few trustees and staff in the Ozarks to check out a new property that we acquired. Um, how, is that starting to scratch the itch of getting out onto properties, and how was oh, that yeah. experience for you? Absolutely. So, uh, one, it was nice to get to meet some people in person. Um, anytime I get to talk to Janet about scuba diving, and yeah. her, <laughs> I, think I yeah. felt bad when yeah. I left because I was like, man, she she might not have wanted to keep talking to me about this no, <laughs> but I, I, I saw so her she was, she was enjoying it yeah, yeah I, I just find it so fascinating and Jeanette I, is another one of our trustees that they were yeah. they were bonding over planned scuba diving trips I, I would love to go scuba diving um, so I'm waiting for the invite good, <laughs> good. from Jeanette um, no but uh, and it was also nice to get to meet Ruth in person and uh, I, I had I didn't get to talk to her as much about birding but I definitely hope to um, and it was just nice to get to meet some of the trustees that I've kind of connected with thus far, um, in person. And, um, and you I was didn't also get to do the field trip, right? I, you came I in that, that next not. day. Yeah. No, um, I, I, we had I, gone, the nature conservancy for, 
listeners had um, recently, or recently acquired um, what we're calling Mill Creek right now, which is down on Mill Creek and was taken care of by an amazing person in the past. Um, and we're really grateful that they sold it to us, um, Renata Culpepper. And um, so much incredible work has already gone into that place, and it's really, really neat and well taken care of. And so, for and there's also some infrastructure that makes an ideal place to think about another center for conservation innovation and consolidating some of our operations down there. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a remarkable place, and as soon as we're all clear, Joel, um, we'll go down and visit it together. Yeah, I I definitely would be game. Morgan, uh, she, she every time I feel like I go to like a meeting, she's like. See if there's something we can go to. Yeah. <laughs> so she's right. like, she would like she's like, is there a cabin we can stay in or something? Yep. <laughs> I'm like, I I don't know. I'm not gonna ask that. There is. <laughs> but uh no, definitely. It was well, you're it both, was you're a all, a, all three of you should be coming up and seeing the prairie chickens um oh, next that spring is when we get there. And yes, there's a place to stay. So that is definitely on, on my to do list then. Um yeah, it was it was a, unfortunate not to be able to go to um, um, to see the preservation, but I did. It did really enjoy getting to meet with people, and then I, they also told me about we, where we met was uh, right by the Big Spring. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so they told me about that. And oh, so I you did have go to, to go see, visit all the springs in Missouri. Oh, you uh, did? No, no, I didn't see all the springs. No, in Missouri, but you went and saw that one. <laughs> I saw the Big Spring. Yeah, nice. As, as it's known, I guess is the Big am- Spring. Aren't they amazing? It it was it was. I was actually quite taken back by it. I was like, oh wow, this is really cool. Um, and then I read the little plaque in it. Apparently, it, because it's so big uh, and and the force is so intense that it actually looks like it's bubbling up above. Mm. And I was like, whoa, that's it's yeah. interesting to know. So yeah, face to face with nature. Yeah, right exactly. Going, wow, exactly. There's big forces out there doing things. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes we don't pay attention to. Exactly. So it was really cool to be able to go and see that and whatnot. So very cool. Okay. Um, this question, I have, I do have more questions. Um, I know you have a love for podcasts, possibly an obsession yeah, I, for <laughs> podcasts uh, on par depends with on who you ask. on par with <laughs> Wikipedia. <laughs> um, but is this the first podcast you've been on? This is the first podcast I've been on. Yes. All right. Yeah. I don't know. If it should say something like goofy now, but like. Well, no, it's all good. <laughs> well, that's great, and we're glad um, you're a good ambassador for our podcast, and so we're grateful for that too. And thanks for doing it. Um, I think the very first question that I started with for you was, "What were you like as a kid?" And yeah. I'm going to flip that to Evelyn and say, yeah. what, do you, "What do you hope Evelyn is like oh. as she grows up?" So, the, having out, we will stay here all day and talk about <laughs> Evelyn <laughs> if you let me, but. Um, no, uh, one of the things before we had Evelyn, um, I was talking to Morgan and I was like, you know, like outside of being able to raise her, you know, at a certain point we're responsible besides like going to school and stuff, we're responsible for how she learns, Mm -hmm. right. How she just knows about things. And I was like, you know, if I, if I felt like I wanted to, I could, convince her that blue is actually red and red is actually blue Mm -hmm. and she wouldn't know until she got to like school and somebody said hey but that'd be like years from after she was born right (laughs) so i was like in a lot of ways we can just really like i can it's like a little science uh (laughs) science experiment (laughs) in a way and uh and i had joked with morgan that i was like you know what i want to say when she's born is like she's alive (laughs) but i refrained because i wanted to do the lion king thing like holding up over a rock so many different opportunities (laughs) um um, but no i didn't do any of that but uh with keeping with that type of mindset though i 
I just love teaching her things. And I, and I hope that that kind of my curiosity mm-hmm. and things kind of rubs off on her. Um, and so, so like we, <laughs> the library people probably know us at, at this point. Um, <laughs> like you don't even have to show basis. your card anymore. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we we burn through so many books. I mean, we have we have a pretty fun routine where um, in the mornings, now, especially now that she's like old enough to get up and walk, where she like she'll wake up. Uh, she used to wake up, but when she, we changed her crib to so she can get in and out type of thing because she's a toddler now, and so uh, she used to wake up and be just like, "Mama." Um, but now she gets up and she'll like run over to our room and then we'll just burn through a bunch of books but what i like doing with evelyn is like if we see something in a book let's say uh, i think the most recent one we did was a a a snail Mm -hmm. um so i don't know why i struggled with that but (laughs) a snail and so we were like she saw the snail and she didn't quite know what it is and so like we're like thinking of like okay what sound does a snail make or what what how can we teach you what a snail is so that way when you see a snail you can communicate like this is a snail and i like know what a snail is um and so so then we have uh we have a couple we have an encyclopedia which has just a bunch of everything and then we have an animal encyclopedia so then so then i'm like i'm grabbing like every single book that has a snail in it and then i'm showing this snail 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 so there's all the different forms that like a snail might come in and then we go outside we have a glass jar that we keep by the door and we try and capture things (laughs) inside of this glass jar um i understand that nature is best kept on its own but uh but in my backyard, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if if it happens to wander in my backyard, and I'm and I'm trying to teach Evelyn about it, yeah, there it's might be it might jar. get caught in the <laughs> jar. <laughs> but we do release it back out into the nice. wild. <laughs> um, but yeah, so th- so then we I catch a snail, and then we had it like uh, just actually, <laughs> actually on Sunday, uh, the same thing happened with a slug. Uh, I went out one night, and uh, there's a bunch of slugs going, and I was like, well, okay. So I grabbed the jar, flipped it upside down. And they came back in the morning, and they're still trapped in the jar. And I brought it in while everyone was eating breakfast. And, and so it's like trying to like escape out of the jar. And then Morgan's like, Joel, it's escaping out of the jar. <laughs> and I'm like in the shower. I'm like, okay, well, I'll be out. I'll find it I was like, bit. if you want, you can take it back outside. And she's like, I'm not touching it. And I was <laughs> like, so it's like literally on her table, just like <laughs> going. But she, now she she does it. So when she sees a snail, she's like, oh, she does nice. like this, like hand motion of where its eye, yeah. eyeballs come out. And uh, and it like makes that sound. That's really neat. But she'll do that for all kinds of different things. And so um, that's kind of what I'm hoping. And we do the same thing with bird watching. We do it with like everything. Uh, she's such a goofy kid. Um, the m- I I say that I say that lately because Morgan says, "Is it her who's goofy, or is it you?" <laughs> um, the partnership but, is goofy. <laughs> exactly. But you own part of that. Exactly. Yeah. So we when we bird watch, uh, we go out and we and we're like uh, like shh, shh, and she'll put her finger mm-hmm. up to her, her mouth and and we'll be watching for birds and stuff. But then if we see squirrels, uh, I I will. Every time I see a squirrel near the, I I have, I have Chase on an it. ongoing battle w- in, with the backyard squirrels as to how who's more clever, uh, uh, they are more clever getting to the food, or am I more clever preventing them from yeah. getting to the food? And uh, we have gone to a great lengths, um, but fortunately, talking to Ruth as the past board meeting, I've come up with some new ideas I'll be able to implement. Okay. Um, but. Uh, Every time I, in the mornings when I would wake up, I'd look out and say, like, oh, look at those cool birds eating at the bird feeder. And then you see a bushy tail just like <laughs> eating all the bird seed. <laughs> Sorry for those listening. I just made that that noise. But um, I I run out and I'm just like, hey, get out of here, get out of here. And then they yeah. just scatter everywhere. You're that guy. I, I absolutely. I mean, there's, there's, there's 
I, I've honestly not spent a single second thinking about what my neighbors think about me running out there in the morning <laughs> until just this moment. But, um, uh, but I do that absolutely every time. And so much so that now Evelyn, whenever we go outside, no matter where we're at, even if it's not by a bird feeder, yeah. she sees a squirrel. She's like, yeah, because <laughs> she, <laughs> she knows it's supposed to. It's like my dog or my cat. Like, yeah, my child it, is just like it, your cat. Well, oh, I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. Let me retract that. Like your cat. Well, my my dog's really smart um, for a dog, and well, a lot of dogs are smart. But my cat like scratches on stuff that it's not supposed to scratch, and so I'll be like, "Hey, stop, Dante, yeah. get out of here." Get, and, and so now, I mean, after six months of that, living with that, my dog now, as soon as the cat starts scratching, the dog gets up and goes, woof, 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 and like starts barking, exactly. and chasing the cat out. So. It is. I, I, behavior. I border on the line of like, on one side, I, I think like, it's super adorable. But on the other side, I'm like, well, we don't hate squirrels. Right. We, we like yes. squirrels. We just don't like them eating our birds. Right. Seed. Yeah. They have plenty <laughs> of other food out in the forest that <laughs> exactly, you can go find. Exactly. Exactly. Well, you're going to, if you haven't already seen it, I'm going to send you a link for a um, YouTube video of a guy that is an engineer. That oh, yeah. Mark Rober. Yeah, I watched okay. it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it yeah. is crazy how the clever those squirrels. And, and so that's, that's, I set that as my benchmark is what I'm up against. I, I know that's I've watched Mark, quite a benchmark, Mark Rober. Friend. He has a YouTube channel and he comes up with clever ways for those listening, cl- yep. clever ways for like the squirrel. Nin- ninja warrior course yeah basically basically. because he he starts feeding his birds and then he realizes squirrels keep eating it then he was like well how how far can i push this and and it is a very entertaining video to watch it has been recommended to me several times and it is it's good so i i also recommend it to anybody else out there listening well speaking of recommendations you already covered kind of some of my last question um which was going to be about you and your you know what motivates you but you covered that a lot so i i would say you know if you're if you were going to encourage people to volunteer service to anything yeah. not just the environment what how would you go about encouraging them to do that what would the rationale be what, what would you want to tell them yeah i i think when it comes to volunteering it, it, sometimes it's a little hard to get into it um i i feel like i've talked with a lot of people and, and, and they'll they'll have like a lot of energy and thought that they want to get out and like want to like i care about this and i would like to like do more in this space but they don't really know how and so my recommendation would be to just uh, if you have a space you want to look up googling it and finding somebody that works in that space and just going even if it's even if at the first uh, volunteering event you realize it's maybe not what you want you you quickly realize that that I find with a lot of organizations particularly if they're service-based that they are more than willing to have anyone just reach out to them say Mm -hmm. hey how can I spend some time helping you with anything and um, and I I, so I would say don't be afraid to reach out even if there isn't like a clear volunteer opportunity or there isn't a clear pathway for how to communicate to somebody about volunteering just just find that contact and just be like, hey, I would love to do more of this. And and I also find that a lot of times people, even if they don't have volunteer opportunities, um, are willing to connect you to yep. other places that might make good of your time and service. You, ref- you referenced an old adage um, before, so I'll throw another one, which is I'm getting more out of it than I'm putting into it. Does that seem yeah. true to you? Yeah. I mean, in terms of encouraging people that haven't volunteered before, or maybe you're like, Sitting exactly. on the fence about doing these kind of things. Yeah, I I would say definitely definitely do it. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, just absolutely, I agree. Awesome. If you're sitting on the fence, just just trying it, and even if it, if it's just reaching out, and that's what you do that one day, and you're like, oh, it didn't work out, but just reaching out that one day, it becomes easier. Um, and and so that's what I would say. Love it. 
Well, Joel, thank you so very much for spending time with us today, sharing your story, and most importantly, volunteering your time to support our mission. We are incredibly honored that you chose TNC and really enjoyed getting to know you even better today. Um, thank you to our listeners for taking time to learn more about our organization and the people behind it. For more information about planned gifts or the Legacy Club, visit nature.org forward slash legacy. And to learn more about the Nature Conservancy in Missouri, just visit nature.org forward slash Missouri. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can catch future episodes. Mm-hmm.